Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, April 27th, and this is People Every Day. Welcome to the show, everyone. Tis I, Janine Rubenstein, and we've got a great episode for you today with a wide range of stories for you. I am excited to get into all of it with you, so let's just jump in. First, an update on the trial sweeping the nation. Today, in the Johnny Depp defamation case, his team has called up what feels like a menagerie of new characters. There were the officers who responded to a domestic violence dispute between the couple and say they saw no signs of physical harm on either party and no report was filed and that it was a verbal dispute. Then there was the front desk person at their building who, by the way, zoomed into court from his car. And he says he never saw any bruises or physical injuries on her. Actually, he said, if I saw something, I would say something. Now, towards the end of his testimony, he was so frustrated with the continued questioning coming from cross-examination that he said he just wanted this to be over and started driving his car until the screen went out. Depp just shook his head in disbelief as the court broke for lunch. Now, next to take the stand was top talent agent Christian Carino. And here's where it gets even more interesting. Carino happens to be the agent for both Heard and Depp. And he used to date Lady Gaga, but we won't get into that. When questioned about Depp's reputation, both on and off screen, Carino explained that before these accusations, Johnny was, quote, shrouded in mystery because he kept himself out of the public eye, but had a strong reputation both inside and outside of the entertainment industry. Carino lamented that he believed that good reputation no longer exists because of Heard's claims. He went on to express that he believes the domestic abuse allegations are the reason why Depp lost the Pirates role, referring to, of course, Depp's role as Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Interesting. Well, more people are scheduled to take the stand, so stay tuned because we will be here to share it all with you. Oh, yes. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. I wouldn't leave the house. I would no longer go to dinner. It's like something just completely shuts down within you and you have to relearn everything. That was Kim Basinger opening up to Jada Pinkett Smith on Red Table Talk about her battle with agoraphobia. As defined by the Mayo Clinic, agoraphobia is, quote, a type of anxiety disorder in which you fear and avoid places or situations that might cause you to panic and make you feel trapped, helpless, or embarrassed. In this exclusive Red Table Talk preview, Basinger gets very candid and vulnerable about what life was like for her for so many years. I had to relearn to drive. Right, right. And for many years, I would not go through the tunnels at Malibu. Wow. Everything used to make me nervous, like the glass going to open the door, or where do I step to open the door? Everything became a big job. The 68-year-old actress and model appeared alongside her daughter, 26-year-old model Ireland Baldwin. Baldwin touched on her own struggles with anxiety, an eating disorder, and shared how she self-medicated with Xanax and alcohol to cope and isolated herself from friends and family. I didn't talk to my parents for like a year. Wow. Like, I saw them here and there. Mm -hmm. But I was so ashamed of 
of what I had become and how I was living. And like, I just became this different person. Wow. Both of these women are so brave and vulnerable for opening up about their mental health like that. You know one thing for sure, that when you tune in to an episode of Red Table Talk, they are going to go deep. Social media star Tinks has been making the apology tour. On Monday, the 31-year-old TikTok and Instagram personality, who it should be noted prides herself on being inclusive, shared a lengthy post to Instagram for decade-old tweets that body and fat-shamed celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Tori Spelling. Part of the influencer's post read, quote, I always say if you're not cringing at yourself a year ago, you aren't growing. I'm more than cringing. I'm beyond embarrassed and I want to take accountability. Guys, I effed up and I'm going to own it and be direct with you. And she went on to admit that around 10 years ago, she, quote, sent some truly nasty, mean, horrible tweets, calling people that she had never met, quote, fat, pathetic and ugly. She concluded her note by saying that the tweets, quote, are not representative of who I am. But fans are asking for further explanation on some more recent tweets. Fans pointed to a series of tweets from 2020, some of which she wrote and some of which she liked and retweeted that portrayed conservative political ideologies as well as racist undertones. Tinks clarified these more recent tweets by saying, In 2020, I was in the same scared and wildly disruptive place we all were. I was confused, frustrated, depressed, and anxious, scrolling the internet, looking for any type of reprieve or explanation, anything that would, for a split second, take any of those emotions away. It isn't a satisfying answer to say, I wasn't thinking clearly when I liked those tweets, but it is the truth. I mean, I do believe in changing and evolving, but this isn't a good look for Tinks, and I'm curious to see how her fans will respond going forward. Moving on, this week, People's The Beautiful issue is here. It's got some incredible stories and features, but our cover star is someone I've loved for basically my entire life and is someone that embodies beauty inside and out. Each year, People highlights women known for their beauty inside and out in our annual The Beautiful Issue on newsstands this Friday. If you haven't heard already, this year's cover star is none other than the incomparable Oscar, Tony, Golden Globe, and Emmy Award-winning actress and dame Helen Mirren, who at 76 is in all of her gorgeous glory on this cover. But to take us into it, and the rest of this year's Beautiful Issue is People Deputy Editor Wendy Noggle. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Janine. Take us into the selection process and how the talented Helen Mirren won over hearts. When we get together in the room to talk about who really epitomizes beauty right now, I just kept thinking about her again and again. She's got four projects coming out. They are diverse and varied from the Shazam sequel to White Bird. She has so much going on. She's probably one of the busiest women in Hollywood right now. And she just seemed perfect. Helen is such an icon. She hails from London and has been in countless hit films like The Queen, uh, Godsford Park, Calendar Girls, The Red Franchises, and, and the list goes on and on. But what did we learn about Helen behind the scenes, off camera? One of the things that was amazing when I walked onto set with her is there was definitely this regal aura that you could feel. 
But what quickly surprised me is that she really just got down to work. She was willing to collaborate with everybody. She worked with the photographer, the hair and makeup artists, the entire people team where we said, hey, let's try this. And she was game and wanted to make sure that everything was perfect. And it just made me really think of what she must be like on a movie set. You know, another thing that she really talked about is how each time she goes into a role, she's actually really quite nervous. And part of what? it is it's... I know. Could you imagine? Like, this is a woman with uh, more than 140 credits in film and TV, and I'm not even counting the theater credits. For her, it's the process. You know, working on a movie is 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 high pressure. It's new people. Imagine walking into a high pressure environment with new colleagues that you've never worked with before, and then you really got to deliver because there's millions of dollars on the line. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, what kind of gets into the nerves for her. But what I asked her is like, how do you deal with that every day? And she said, you know, some of it's time. A lot of people call it growing older. I call it growing up. And the amazing thing about growing up, she says, is that you're learning more each and every day and you get this wisdom. And that is a very calming influence for her, I think. Helen is in her 70s and not letting ageism define her at all. Did she say anything about this concept and, and how she's choosing to embrace the skin she's in? Yeah, she's incredibly confident and she has no signs of slowing down. She talked about how with each part, she tries to do something very different from the last thing. She talked about both Hollywood and audiences don't always let you do something different. And so for her, Mm -hmm. that's even more important to do it. The other thing that was really interesting, I asked her about the pressures of women and plastic surgery and Botox and all of those things. And she very quickly jumped in and said, but it's men too. If you look at men now Mm. compared to men in the 50s and 60s in a movie role, Men today have to spend hours and hours in the gym. They have to have this physique that we now expect. Interesting. So she was very attuned to the fact that there are these pressures on on everyone. Yeah. It's still fascinating, though, as, as gorgeous as she is in every respect, in her talent, in her generosity, and her physical beauty, she does not see herself as beautiful. She said, look... That's okay. I have lots of other things, and that's just as powerful as beauty. And um, so she really wants to disassociate the word beauty and instead really talk about swagger. I love the word swagger, you know, because I think swagger means I'm confident in myself, I'm presenting myself to the world, I'm enjoying the world around me. And I think that what is called the beauty industry, I think, should be called the swagger industry. Swag. Yes, Helen Mirren. (laughs) Well, all right. What else can you tease for us? So one of the things we thought about when putting together this issue is we've all now been through the pandemic and these two years that have been really hard and lots of changes. And we thought, like, who are the people who've gotten us through it? And one of them is our friends. And so it was very natural to do this great portfolio of friendships who, you know, these aren't just co-stars who met on set. They are people like... Gail and Oprah, who have been friends for more than 40 years. Long-term, standing in the gap, no matter what, I'm here for you, gonna tell you the truth. Even Even if if you you don't don't wanna hear it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And we can all thank a snowstorm for that, because a snowstorm meant they hunkered down together and talked through the night to ride out the storm, and that's how they became friends. Wow. And then the another 
piece that I just love in this issue is we have a portfolio of comedians. And these women from Chloe Feynman to Mindy Kaling to Celeste Barber, they show off some of their hidden talents. So um, the pictures are a delight as they, they show these hidden skills and share some really personal stories about how they found their humor and what keeps them going through it all. Well, thank you so much for being on, Wendy, and everyone else. Remember, Newsstands Friday. Check it out, and we'll have a lot on our site as well. Thank you guys so much. Have you guys heard this Bad Baby Only Fan story? The rapper shared on Instagram that she pulled in $52 million. That's right, $52 million from her OnlyFans account. She shared the receipts, man. I, I mean, you know we have to talk about this after the break. But first, we're going to spotlight another one of my favorite stories from this week's Beauties issue. You need to hear how Oscar winners Octavia Spencer and Allison Janney became such good friends. It's part high school, part sweet, and 100% hilarious. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We're back and we have to talk about something that caught my ear from this week's The Beautiful Issue. Actresses Octavia Spencer and Allison Janney have been friends for more than two decades. They have worked on several projects together. They confided in each other about embarrassing audition stories. They love playing board games and they share the same sense of humor. In this interview, you can just really tell they love each other. But here's the kicker, you guys. At first, they did not like each other at all. And it was all because... They like the same guy. Just listen. She didn't like me when she first met me. Well, I didn't realize we, we kind of were interested in the same guy. And I didn't know she was interested. And I didn't know she was interested. And, and then, then when I found out she found was out, interested. She was like, I don't like this girl. I mean, she's tall, statuesque, and gorgeous. <laughs> and then we both decided we liked each other better than the guy. Better so. than the guy. <laughs> and, and our friendship has lasted so much longer than that's just so funny to hear. Even them talking about liking some guy, you can hear how much they just click together. Octavia also said of her good friend Allison, if you have anything going on, she's the person that everybody is likely going to call. And that's a testament to who she is because she loves her friends very fiercely. To which Allison responded, her heart and her generosity is unmatched by anyone I know. Everyone needs Octavia in their life because she does make everything better and more special. I love this. I love this story and I love their friendship and I love that we did girlfriends in our beautiful issue because man, I love I love my girlfriends. <laughs> you need to check out the full interview on our website and in this week's issue. You're going to love it. Yesterday afternoon, I got text after text about our next story. I do not know what that says about my friend group, but the story about Bad Baby and OnlyFans literally blew up my phone with all of us wanting to know more. If you are not familiar, Bad Baby, born Danielle Brigoli, is a rapper who rose to fame after an appearance on The Dr. Phil Show in 2016, when in an argument on the program, she went viral with her catchphrase, 
Cash Me Outside. After that, her music career took off with songs like Bestie, Gucci Flip Flops, and These Ho, which in 2017 actually landed her on the Billboard Hot 100, making her the youngest female rapper to ever appear on the charts. Last year, just one week after turning 18, Bad Baby opened her OnlyFans account, and within six hours, she had set a record for the platform by earning $1 million in that time in six hours. That does not even begin to tell the full story, and there is more to it. But before I spoil it, joining me now is People reporter Lene Brody. Hey, Lene. Hey, Janine. So on Monday, Bad Baby was responding to haters on social media and mentioned that she made over $50 million when they clapped back at her, calling her a liar. She took a screenshot of her OnlyFans account that shows her alleged earnings actually are at over $52 million. For those who are unfamiliar with the platform, just share the basics of OnlyFans and how it's possible to make that type of money using the platform. So it launched in 2016, but it gained popularity in 2020 during the pandemic, like a lot of businesses did. And people were at home and bored, so that kind of makes sense. It's a subscription-based service that allows content creators to make money for their subscribers on a monthly basis, as well as tip services and pay-per-view. Subscriptions range only from $4.99 to $49 a month. Wow. And she's hovering around, I think, $24. So they are subscribing to what, Lene? My understanding as a woman who doesn't really know a ton about it is with the service, you get access to her account, meaning you get to see what she does. I believe you can even interact with people on there and Mm -hmm. make a request, if you will, if you have a specific fetish or whatever that may be. So what was your reaction when you heard that number? And and, and why do you think she is so popular in particular? I How? Who are these people that are just paying this money? And, like, then I start to question, do, do I do something like that? But, like, that, like, but, but you know what I mean? Like, because that's a lot of money. And look, she bought a $6 million house, all cash, not too long ago, all cash, Uh, She is generating, you know, a lot of money. And, you know, besides her, like, just think of all the other people who were super down and out during the pandemic. I mean, there were a lot of teachers who who went onto the platform, people, restaurant workers, bartenders, strippers, um, people who just weren't able to do anything else. and, And they're putting food on the table. There's a part of me that wants to say, okay, you know what, like, you did earn that. And that could be anybody. Maybe she she is mm-hmm. a public figure, but like your friend, my friend, like our friends could be doing that too. Uh, and well, I mean, I will say I, I know someone, not very close, but I know someone who she has beautiful, beautiful feet. And she has used those to make um, a lot of money <laughs> just with images and videos. And people will cash app her to like, you know, could you like crush some M&Ms with your toes? And she will video that and send that and then get paid for it. Like it blows my mind. It like came up at a party and the whole party just stopped and was like, wait, what? Yeah. And I have a friend, same thing too. She's beautiful. She models. She's very successful. 
and she's on there and she's, she's on OnlyFans. Yeah. And she'll have people that she just says good morning and good night to and she gets paid for that. Wow. They need love. Everyone needs love. I'm all for that. She does so, so well on there. And, you know, it's like props to her for it's a job. I mean, think about it. would you want to sit there in bed with your man at night or, you know, or on the couch with your kids, whatever it may be, being like, oh, shoot, I got to make my $50, you know, to say good night to like my pen pal in Idaho. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to stay in my, my little tax bracket, man, because I just can't <laughs> imagine. Let's talk about some of the other public figures that, that you've heard about on the platform. So Black China, Cardi B, Jordan Woods, Real Houses of Miami's Larza Pippen, Amber Rose, DJ Khaled, Fat Joe. I'm sure there are others that we don't know about, but those are just yeah. the names that come at the forefront of this. Oh, I would definitely pay for DJ Khaled to like call me and wake me up in the morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it's here to stay? And, and would you ever would you ever just get an account maybe to to partake? Not personally, but you know, just to view. I do like that, you know, it's not fully nude and you can be on there fully nude. And it's not really for me, it's not my cup of tea. But like, yeah. listen, if you can make $50 million dollars during a pandemic doing <laughs> doing you, you do you, girlfriend. Lene, thanks so much for, for just talking to me about this. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Well, it's been a beautiful day here of female-focused stories, but I can't end today's show without talking about the story Bill Hader told on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Hader was talking about how his daughters are in no way impressed by his career and love to prank him. So the Barry star and SNL alum told this story about the time he was out to eat with his three daughters and noticed Chris Pratt seated across the room at the same restaurant. And like any good dad, he pointed out the Marvel actor to his his three girls. And I go, guys, don't freak out, but Gardens of the Galaxy, you know? <laughs> and my daughter's like, oh my God. So his daughters were excited, and his then eight-year-old daughter said that they should go say hi because she knows Pratt's son. Bill said, no, no, we should let him just be with his family. But later, as they were about to leave, his daughter asked one last time if they could go say hi. She goes, Dad, we're like walking out. Can I please go over and say hi, please? So I feel terrible. We walk over there. I tap on the shoulder. Hey, Chris, Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live. Um, no, anyway, so I walk over. I go, hey, Chris, sorry, but my daughter knows your son. And my daughter goes, I don't know his son. You wanted to meet Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what eight-year-old even thinks of that? Well, I hope it was something to make you smile because it has made me laugh all day. Thank you all for sharing your Wednesday with us. We will be back again tomorrow to update you on the latest with more of People Every Day. <laughs> 